Hey everybody, thanks for listening to The Fate of Ison. I'm DM Brad, and this is another one of our special bonus interlude episodes. As you may know, we recently finished our story about the Apple Squadeth, and we're currently in the in-between period before we announce and release the beginning of our next epic tale. This special interlude episode features awesome guests. Penny and Poppy from the terrible adventures of the Janderson Breffitt's Parchment Company, try saying that ten times fast, and Tom from Season Quest. You can find links to both of these awesome podcasts in the show notes for this episode. Much like our last interlude, The Destruction of Lakeside, this story takes place near the end of the Apple Squatter story, just after all the dragons and horrific monsters have been released upon the world, but before anybody's really had trouble with them yet. So without any further ado, without any more from me, here is The Vengeance of Fessia, Part 1. Yeah, I might just uh, try a practice run of, of, of introducing a podcast. Hey, <laughs> I'm making myself laugh with my own ineptitude. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome once again to The Fate of Ison. The, uh, as you know, the main Apple Squatter story has finished. It has Ooh. come to an end, uh, but that doesn't mean the end of the podcast. Um, we are currently uh, in between stories one and two and releasing um, some bonus content, including this. This is a one shot. Um, which happens shortly uh, before the end of the Squadith story uh, in, in the timeline, um, where dragons and what have you have just been released back into the world, um, but people don't know what they are yet. They are wreaking havoc all across here, there, and everywhere, but um, yeah, it's kind of a new problem that people don't really know how to deal with. <laughs> I am joined by some very, very special guests from uh, two other Kiwi podcasts. I will get um, the two from uh, JBPC to introduce themselves now and talk a little bit about their podcast too. Uh, Poppy, you want to go first or you want me to go? You can go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Before I introduce myself, I just want to do a little bit of ass kissing just for a moment and just say congratulations to Fate of Ison for making it all the way to the end of your story. That's a monumental effort. And um, honestly, you guys should all be really, really proud of yourselves. And I said you guys. I shouldn't say you guys. Boo. Uh, No compliments. Uh, my and name also, is... you guys all look really good as well. So. Yeah, everyone's super pretty here. Um, Shut up. <laughs> my name is Penny D. I am the uh, DM and producer of the Terrible Adventures of the Janison Breffitt's Parchment Company. Don't try and search it. You can't spell it. I promise you. Um, you'll only find it by accident. Um, so Poppy and I are both members of that cast. We're Hamilton-based. Um, and our whole thing is about like what if D&D adventurers had day jobs. And I promise you it's a lot more fun than it sounds. It's like the office and Lord of the Rings sort of all, you know, as one. That's actually um, a really good description of it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, and I am Poppy. I usually play Ido, the tiefling rogue on the JVPC podcast. Um, today, changing up, doing something completely different. It's I'm looking fun. forward to seeing what you've got. Uh, We're also joined by uh, somebody from the Season Quest podcast, um, a show I've guested on, and um, others from Season Quest have guested on Fate of Ison as well. This is, uh, yeah, Tom. Hey. Welcome, Tom. Hi, I'm Tom. Uh, Yeah, I just want to start off by saying, uh, fuck you, Brad, fuck Fate of Ison, Fate of Ison fucking sucks, and Season Quest shits (laughs) on it and solos it any day. That's my jam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I really excited. Really went the here. other way. <laughs> I'm I'm Tom from Season Quiz. We do seasonal quests. It's kind of self-explanatory. Like I don't know. Yeah. Every right season of the year, we do a different. We run a different game and we rotate DMs, and it's a good time. Uh, currently, awesome. we're doing puppet. Well, I, when is this coming out, Brad? Like next week or like next year? Uh, within no, within the next month. Yeah. Okay. So we should still be doing my one, maybe on the tail end of it, uh, which is puppets. Either that, or we've started Troy's one, which is Cosmoth. Either, either way, check them out. Uh, start whichever season sounds the most interesting to you, uh, because they're only like twelve episodes. So that's awesome. And there's no real continuity. We just kind of fuck around and have fun. Cool. Well, uh, might as well talk about the um, story that we're playing today. Uh, as I mentioned, this is a one-shot. It is um, called The Vengeance of Fessia. I have run this uh, once before at a convention at Wellicon 2021 and also modified it a little bit for a D12 Go game. So um, the story itself uh, has been run twice, but this is the first time it's been recorded and the first time it's been played by experienced players. So um, I'm interested. Uh, <laughs> y- yes, Poppy, including you. I'm interested to see what you can do with it. So a brief rundown on um, what the story is, and then I'll get you to introduce your characters. So one week ago, a strange green lizard the size of a horse, it's a dragon, but no one knows that, flew into your small town of Fessia and blew a sweeping bellow of poisonous green gas through the town center, instantly killing dozens of people. As survivors hacked and coughed, desperately trying to flee, the creature ferociously bounded from person to person, snapping at them with its mouthful of poison-tipped teeth or slashing them down with its viciously sharp claws. When the wind eventually cleared the poison gas and the creature took to the skies, you three, and only you three, emerged from your lucky hiding spots. Your homes, your loved ones, your lives have all been destroyed. Since the attack, you have spent the past week following the creature's path of destruction across the kingdom of East Meadow, gathering supplies and skills in the hopes of confronting it and exacting revenge. So tell me about your characters and the lives they lived in Fessia before this happened, and what kind of skills and equipment they would bring on this dragon hunt. I am the crocodile. I am a wrestler from whatever. Where are we from? Fistia? Fismia? Fessia. Fessia. I uh, pretty angry about the fact that dragon came and destroyed town, mostly for how it harms my reputation. I was number one big lizard in like the kingdom in terms of wrestling, and then this guy come and just butchers it all, and now I'm like, okay. Time to reclaim. Uh, I'm a human fighter who's obviously wrestling themed. And I, uh, Are you lizard themed as well? Yeah, my armor. I have um, a chainmail armor, which is uh, th- like it's green and it kind of looks like a croc- crocodile skin if you squint really hard. Sweet, yeah. Uh, and I've got, well, a, I've got a like, um, what are they called? Spines. Uh, my oh, hair is styled. I'm picturing. I'm picturing Gecko from PJ Masks, if you're familiar with kids' TV <laughs> shows. Also, Dad knows PJ Masks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Brad. I'm Quickly 22, <laughs> so 
the only way I know about PJ Masks is through the warehouse. Um, I'm pretty sure the hairstyle you're talking about is called Liberty Spikes. Okay, yeah. Oh, I yeah. know that because of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Exactly this! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so the Crocodile's got uh, Liberty Spikes. And, uh, and yeah, I, what else can I say about myself? Nothing, really. That's just who I am. Do you have a really Sorry. big belt? No, well... Like a huge belt? The championship I, did, I didn't actually end up taking the belt of giant strength because I forgot to. Oh. But I do have uh, a really big belt. The dragon took it off me when it attacked. The the what? I mean, the lizard. Yeah, I'll just jump right in and say yeah. no one has the word dragon. Like, yeah, dragons sorry. are a brand well, new problem. I wasn't even and speaking no one, in my that character word doesn't voice, exist. guys. Don't worry. Um, the, big, the big lizard. The big lizard, actually. Uh, I, was, I was talking to my friend. Uh, I was talking to fellow wrestler uh, Gorbin. And he, he was like feeling quite down on himself and he was like i don't know man i feel like my life's going nowhere and i went man you need to focus on yourself and just keep living and then the and then this lizard comes and just snaps him up takes my belt with that it that is unfortunate I, I found a nice little cubby hole uh accidentally got knocked into hit my head pretty hard uh th that's my best um... story <laughs> I don't think you should listen to people who are telling you that it was a lizard because I'm 90% sure that a Sasquatch did this. Um, and from like, just, you know, just behind you, a big stew pot that was sitting upside down, just like tips over and underneath there's like a little green goblin wearing a trench coat and like big Coke bottle glasses, uh, who, you know, has this book in front of him that's got heaps of, you know, magazine cuttings all stuck in, uh, and, you know, there's, like, red string leading from thing to thing, um, and, and he's like, I was definitely either a Sasquatch or a Chupacabra, um, and my name is Stubbs McGee, and, uh, Stubbs McGee is actually a, sorry, his name's not Stubbs McGee, his name's Stubbs McMower, and he's a, uh, local conspiracy theorist slash amateur detective. That's adorable. <clears throat> he was the um, first person you would have wanted uh, some kind of chupacabra to melt with their acid breath, and the last person to actually get hit, apparently. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you always love it when um, the party is made up of people who no one wants to like. <laughs> yeah. But then they end up loving us. Um, so this is a bit awkward because I remember in the group chat I was like, oh, I'll have an English accent. But instead, um, for the last couple of hours I've been practicing kind of a Slavic thing. Yeah. You know, like the crocodile has also. Um, so maybe we're cousins. Anyway. <laughs> we are um, from the same town. <laughs> we're from same town. <laughs> it, it connects. I am the salamander. <laughs> if, if anything, I'm the weird one. So, <clears throat> you you guys, you live? Uh, yes. So far. Legal live. Okay. Huge muscles. Very good. Uh, no one else is alive? Well. No. I'll wait. I'll wait until I've seen the bodies before I can confirm that. Well, I see body oh, okay. ahead. It, it's charred. <laughs> Fully. Oh. So, I say. Yeah, this is not good. I say, I say very dead, you know? <laughs> Ah, very, very dead. All right, this is frustrating. Uh, oh, God, I was meant to be doing the special effects for parents' uh, concert this evening. Now there's no audience. Oh, yeah. Who Who is going to pay my wage? Um, so who's your character, Poppy? <laughs> hi, I am Satirka. How How you do? And I hold out my hand to shake your, your tiny little hands. 
I do shake it, I grab one of your fingers with my whole fist and... Perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah, fun fact, Sithirka so is a half-orc, so she's quite, quite big. Awesome. <laughs> okay, we find a big... Uh, what actually did this? I was understage. So, I actually got close-up view as it murdered my friend. Uh, was big lizard, one that really pissed, pissed me off, because I... You know, lizard guy, right? Like, that's my thing. Brand, yeah. And so, like, it felt like almost intentional. Like someone planned yeah. it, you know? I see. But you two look very small, very weak. Uh, how how do you dare survive? you? I'm, I just want to say, I, I am a human. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not oh, tiny. Yeah, You're a half, half was, Yeah, that's I'm fine. just being rude. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably 5'2". I do look very small and weak. I'm probably 5'2", but, like wide as well like i'm like very muscular a wide five two yeah. <laughs> listen i may look small but these muscles i like flex they bigger than any uh my feeling you know my heart bigger than anything else yeah you get it yeah you you're making a lot of sense anyway so we should probably like Get a vengeance or something, right? Because that that thing it did kill my parents. Yes. And I am sad about this. Yes, it killed all my friends and family. Yes, also them. Yes. It is unfortunate. Well. Well, he killed all my critics, so I'm mostly a, I'm mostly good. I'll come though. Oh, good, because we brought like two people. Okay, three people. Well, two people and uh, you is a little better. We, we will handedly deal with big lizards because I then I can kind of put myself forward, show I am the biggest, strongest lizard in the kingdom again. You know, I put myself... Because the news is going to spread so fast and it's going to ruin it my reputation. It is going to be huge. Ruin my reputation, true, true. for sure. And the skin. Like, it seemed like ombre. Yeah, oh, you know, I could take skin. the skin and apply it because my skin's getting old, you know. It's starting to get a little crinkly and wrinkly. You understand? understand okay uh well um and she looks around she's like what could i possibly take with me um what do we see around us um okay so Brent's furious because he said that we were like mid-adventure <laughs> like 30 seconds ago but we were just like no we're still here it just happened and we've just really <laughs> this is what i love about having playing with experienced players especially podcasters too is you just did like seven minutes of straight role play with i had my mic <laughs> muted i didn't have to do jack shit sorry i saw you um, put your hand up a couple of times to be like can i be next and we just kept yeah going. we just steamrolled you well brad you're like kind of you're like the least important part of this podcast right now because <laughs> your one's yeah. over. We're still ongoing. Yeah. We're, the, we're, we're the, all famous. We're the fighting uh, young yeah. blood. Whereas you, Brad, Brad you're, you're uh, old news. You're old news. Old and busted. I'm old blood. You're old blood. I'm coagulated. You're that, you're um, that blood that's been sitting in the fridge for too long. Of course. Uh, that just uh, uh, brings up questions, Tom. Um, <laughs> what fridge? I did say that since the attack, you have spent the last week uh, following its path of destruction uh, and and like gaining skills and gathering supplies while thinking about exacting your revenge. Um, you have tracked the creature deep into an old forest on the outskirts of the kingdom. Uh, the trail ends at an enormous ancient tree stump 
surrounded by wilted, poisoned, dead plants and disemboweled woodland animals. Uh, the stump itself is about 40 feet high and just as round, and about 50 to 60 feet away from it there is a large boulder with an obvious cave entrance that has been poorly concealed with vines draping over it. How long did it take us to get from the point where we all introduced ourselves to the other end of this investigation? One week of walking. Okay. okay. We've got so I'm like stopping other. at towns along the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm clapping my hands together. I'm like, man, what an adventure we've been on. I feel like I really got to know you guys. Yes. And we've developed quite a rapport with one another. Yes, we saw many wonderful things along the way that we, you know, things like, uh, oh, we met a god and uh, fucking saw the fountain of youth, uh, saved three uh, pigs from slaughter or something. I don't know. I'm trying to think of interesting storylines. Cue the montage music. <laughs> <laughs> it surely was. It surely was a week where we achieved a lot of things that we'll never see or talk about ever again. Yes. And now let's hope that okay. what happens next is equally or le- or more so interesting than whatever I just said. Otherwise, audiences that might be listening, I'm a wrestler, <laughs> will be mad. <laughs> so Brad, lot of pressure on you, my guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I've actually oh. designed the world's first one-shot that is less interesting than the um, content within it that you don't hear about. <laughs> Brad actually sent us a list of things that happened pre-one-shot that we had to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another one was uh, we started a sitcom and uh, got cancelled yeah. after three weeks, unfortunately. Ah, uh, yes. Companions. <laughs> I played fresh 80s character i played the um, crocodile anyway my character and my oh, lifestyle course, yeah. <laughs> um but this this has been nice to uh have end to journey but i am very hungry so i'm going to eat these animals on the floor that seem, seems like a bad idea they're already dead like that's half job done Okay, I will. Yeah, I will remind you that all the plants and things around this area are poisoned and wilted. Um, yeah, I didn't take purify food and drink, so you guys are on your I own. I have minus one intelligence. So. <laughs> I okay. have plus one, but I'm not feeling smart today. I'm not going to stop anyone from doing anything. I'm just giving you information. Yeah, can I feel free to poison yourself? Can I give it a sniff? Oh no, I can't give shit sniffs. I'm going to be giving shit so much sniffs on the upcoming 24-hour Yes and live stream. Uh, oh damn! You announced it before I did. Yeah, sorry. I'm a fucking piece of shit. Are you a dog? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna wait till the end. No, I uh, cut that out. That's okay. We can make it. We can do a big thing at the end. I just, I, um, I've just been doing a lot of sniffing as, um, as tweed jacket. Uh, can I do? Uh, can I just like do a nature check to look around and see? Do, like, obviously, I can. T- you said that I can tell things are poisoned and wilted, but can the crocodile tell, or is that just like a tom thing? Uh, yeah, no, make it make a nature or perception check, I suppose. Okay. I'm gonna go with perception, but I got a nine. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, you can tell that the plants and things don't look good, but you can't put two and two together that they're poisoned. Just everything's just a bit floppy and kind of dead looking. Looking rather moldy. Eh, uh, you're correct. It's not looking great. Um, the... Did you guys bring food? Because I, I could really use with a snack. Uh, Please. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually bought my uh, Nessie cookies, and you can have them. But I'm going to need some reimbursement when we get back. You just keep your receipts. It's fine. Oh, of course, of course. Um, and I do 
I do pull out like little cookies that, you know, like that one picture of the Loch Ness monster <laughs> where it's just like the bit of the back and then the neck. Um, of course. Yeah. It's actually in three parts, you know, like the head, yeah. the hump and the tail. <laughs> and like, it's still a round cookie. So the other parts of it are just like the texture of the water. I'm looking at the picture right now because I've got a, it's, it's actually, a list of cryptids in front of me. It's in four parts. It's the head, the hump, the tail, and then there's a fourth cookie that's huge and that's the lake. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. I want that one. <laughs> Please. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, tummy full now. Um, thank you, thank you. So, that is cave hole. Probably big monster inside, right? Like, it's... Look at it. I make proposal. Okay? Oh, I'm flattered. We go, we go into... <laughs> no, no, not like that. The crocodile oh. is asexual. Uh, I, I go into cave. I grab... Good. Uh, lizard. I mm. do my signature move. The fuck. What's it called? Go on, Tom. What's, what's the called when the crocodile does the twist? Does the spin? Oh, the, death the death roll. roll. The death roll. I do roll. my signature move. The death roll. And lizard I, is no more. I created a, a conspiracy theorist character, and then I googled cryptids, and I've got them on the screen in front of me. Did you not Google the word crocodile no, I, and just like using <laughs> keywords to use in your? Listen. Come on, Penny, prompts, man. Penny, prompts. Penny, you gotta understand. Earlier today, I had a conversation where I brought up the death roll. I just forgot it. <laughs> so, it's alright, I'll stop I've criticizing. Done a minor amount We've all of got prep. our own methods. I'm more of an improv okay. guy, and I know a lot about crocodiles yeah. just raw, knowing stuff. I actually had a dream last night that I got attacked by a crocodile, which is kind of a big coincidence. Cause that makes that pretty much makes you an expert by this point. Oddly terrifying. Uh, yes, I did. Brad, are you still with us? Are you okay? I, I death roll big lizard, <laughs> and then we celebrate its demise by uh, giving me my belt back and fucking adult no eating it or something, you know? Perfect, that sounds great. I'm going to sit on this tree stump, and I'm going to pretend that I'm eating the popped corn in like a sarcastic way, and I'm going to wait for you to die. Yep, okay. You know, on the off chance that what's in there is actually an abominable snowman, which is, as we all know, because I've been talking about it for a week, uh, yes, you have. immune to death rolls. Uh, I think we should just all go in so that we can, so that we can, you know, cover our bases. Yeah, small, small goblin, probably correct. Um, but it, like, it would be funny to, like, have him go in, not come out, you know? Um... But maybe we all go in. Tom, are you okay? Do you need to take a break? <laughs> the abdominal <laughs> snowman, which, as we all know, is immune to death. <laughs> its interactions with crocodiles have been documented far and wide, as it's yeah. never, ever, ever fallen for it. Well, it's fallen the for everything except the death roll. The page I have open in my book is like a crocodile with its mouth open and then a hand-drawn abominable snowman, just a big X across it. Not I can guarantee that not a single person has ever seen a crocodile successfully death roll the abominable exactly. snowman. Well, but in the real world, but this is this is the fantasy world of Ison, and who's to say? Who's to say what happened? Well, you are, because you're the DM, but like, <laughs> aside from you, who's yeah. to say what people have and have not seen in this yeah, world? Yeah, Brad, what, what power do you have in this world, you fucking piece of shit? <laughs> I'm the, just the jerk who painstakingly built it from the ground up. Yeah, you're just the guy, exactly. you're just the guy who just made this all over super it. huge oh. and cool world that went on for a really long just... time and 
But <laughs> now you're so glad. dumb, you and I'm into it. Um. Um. <laughs> okay, uh, Goblin, you smallest, you go first. Then uh, Crocodile Man, you go, and I go because I tallest. I see over us. Okay. Um. I I want to use an ability. I'm going to use magical tinkering. Um. So I'm going to take a, a little piece of paper. I'm going to write the word no on it, and then I'm going to use magical tinkering to uh, have it make a, a, a sound, and I, the sound that it's going to make is just the word no, and I'm going to hold it up, and it's like, no! <laughs> All right, Winston Peters. <laughs> yeah, like, you could have just said that. Like, you and then use I hold magic- up the, I hold up the paper again, and it says, no! <laughs> okay, uh, well, I can throw you in there if you'd rather. The crocodile grabs the paper looks at it, and then it shouts a no at him, and he goes, Oh! It's... <laughs> it said... It said no, but... It, it's shorted. Right. But it, Maybe we should listen to the paper, and someone else should go first. I, again, I am happy <sighs> to go first. Yes, yes. Strictly Good. speaking, death Good. roll may not work on abdominable snowmen. But as I have been saying for the past week, I literally watched this kill my friend, confident that it was lizard. <laughs> like, perhaps... Like, Iguana? Or <laughs> Komodo dragon? Chameleon. Oh, I mean Komodo. <laughs> I know that you're like an eyewitness and whatever, but like, I'm like, from the way that we've been hearing it described, 90% sure that we're working with a mothman. And after <laughs> Strictly speaking, I did I hit my head very... pretty hard, so could have forgotten. <laughs> like, let's talk, let's... Can you're we good. just cut to like an hour later where we've stopped talking and we go- have gone into the cave? No. I go into cave. <laughs> Okay, crocodile, go to cave. Yes. Uh, we will, will follow. We will follow. I promise. Yes. If you do not follow, you, you are missing out on glory. That's all. So <laughs> you know. This, and uh... he walks into the cave. Okay. So, crocodile, you push past the, the vines that are just FYI, that crocodile. The crocodile that are lazily covering this uh, cave entrance, and you enter a narrow tunnel dug in the dirt that is going down at a uh, a very light incline the soil itself seems to be embedded with like a, a white greenish glow that sort of throbs every few seconds like life is pulsating through the roots that are embedded in the soil so it's like it's dark and then it is it's this whitish green for a second and then dark and then whitish green on and on and on like a pulse the dirt lining this tunnel is held together with the roots and it's just a long narrow tunnel going down 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 and do the others follow close behind or do you wait a while what do you do um no yeah i think zetherga will follow pretty close behind because like really two people aren't going to be able to kill anything so um i'll follow a few paces behind but that's more about how short my legs are and they still haven't they still haven't learned to like walk to the speed of the you know slowest person so it's fine i'll just walk a little behind yeah (laughs) mr crap being (laughs) being passive aggressive about a scenario that i created (laughs) um the crocodile you you come out of the tunnel into a uh, a a wide room uh, with a very low ceiling Uh, just like the tunnel it's all dirt and it is um, also lit by this pulsating whitish green light Um, what you can tell is that the room is roughly circular 
um, with four possible paths. Um, one is what you just came through. There is also a tunnel to your left, a tunnel to your right, and up ahead there's what looks like it would be perhaps a doorway or something, but it's like a large bark panel with a carved mural in it. I yell down from the top of the tunnel because I haven't, oh, well not the top, but like from still within the tunnel. Like, are we almost there? Uh, it appears we are faced with choice. Go left, go well, right, or good. look at picture. So, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I could look at picture for a little while. It's it's long yeah. walk. Yes. I'd like to investigate the 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 painting, the the back wall. Yeah. Okay. It looks like your little drawings in little book. Uh, These yes, are so... magazine clippings. I didn't draw them myself. <laughs> oh, I was very impressed by your pictures that you drew on the picture. I mean, yeah, I did. I did. Very impressive. Wow, very yes. impressive. I'm normally not fan of high arts, but uh, this is gorgeous. These pictures, you know. Undeniable. So the mural, um, it depicts. <laughs> it's so over this. No, I'm not. Brett, I'm not. Brett, I just, I, I don't know when I need to interject. Brett. Like, just interrupt. Oh, us. Yeah. Fine, yeah. How dare I in- interrupt people's? We fun will roleplay so forever if you don't throw story at us. We will stand in one place and and roleplay forever. I just want to say, sleep again. Brad has um. Brad's DM'd me, like, quite a few times, and almost every single time that Brad has DM'd me, he has this look on his face, which, like, you think might be he's mad, but actually it means he's having a blast. Like, he's having the oh, best. Oh, okay, that's yeah. good. So, I'm, and I, I'm not even, I'm not actually watching you, so I don't know what I'm, what I look like. I'm reading notes. Okay. Oh, I see. Aww, a good DM. I'm not reading anything. So, the, the mural depicts a congregation of animals and plants, who all appear to be worshipping a naked woman wrapped in vines. Where the woman's eyes would be is instead two small, empty indentations. Okay, I've definitely heard of something like this before. This is a Mokali Mbebe, and that's about all I know about it, it's just a name. Actually, I think that's more of a dinosaur. What do I know about women wrapped in vines? Uh, Make a religion check. What do I know about women? Uh, that is an 8 plus 4, 12. Um, 12, with, you would know that um, this is possibly a depiction of Kashtar, the god of life, who is commonly referred to as like a, a woman, normally elvish in appearance, um, but she's often yeah depicted with vines and animals and plants. Okay. Um, is there anything in particular about the animals, like just a general, general you know, assortment of animals or is it like specific kinds no just general woodland creatures you know like like a badger or a rabbit um and uh yeah like a a bear just things like that just things you would expect in in woods or a forest she's pretty much snow white yeah kind of elven snow naked elven snow white brad you said there were eye holes holes where the eyes uh, yeah, where her eyes would be uh, instead two empty circular indentations. Did I try to push my fingers into the holes? <laughs> uh, yes, you could. And then a uh, Three Stooges-like hand appears to block the two hands. No, um, the two fingers. Um, no, nothing happens. You just put your fingers into the eye holes of this mural. I Can I try looking through the eye holes? Uh, yeah. It, they're not completely... Um, all the way through they're not penetrative they're just like indentations okay i'm gonna look for gems to stick in the eye holes oh i bet it's down the fucking pathways 
I DM. Yeah. <laughs> I DM. Likely. Yeah. We've all played RPG games. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I spit on the mural and I'm like, ugh, gosh, that absolute verse goddess. Trust me on this. I, I trust you. Uh, I know. The only god I know is a uh, god of wrestling, you know? And he's just a wrestler, not a real god. Just a name that he gave himself. He's god of wrestling. <laughs> so, not much of a religion. <laughs> just god. <laughs> His real name, Tim. <laughs> and Sephirka, like, comes in real close. She's like, then if he not real god, he should not be using term god, should he? Well, he's very good at wrestling, I assure you. He could pro- I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm not real crocodile. <laughs> yes, you might have noticed I am human, not crocodile. It is a thing that uh, people within wrestling communities do in order to make themselves sound more intimidating. Yeah, it's called a pseudonym. Yes, it is called a uh, a, a pseudo, su- yeah, pseudo name, pseudin, something like that. <laughs> I pat you on the back of the leg, like good stuff, yes. buddy. I'm just like, I do not like this god of wrestling. Well, I assure you, when you see him in show, he's very charismatic. Really carries the room. <sighs> Satya, so, like, cause, like she, she's very angry. <laughs> she, she, she Come on, Satya. On the third day, what did we learn about giving people a chance? You know, when we met yes, that I evil guy, and it turned out he was chances. an orphan. <laughs> and it turned out. Anyway, whatever. And she spits again on the mural. Um, you know, someone worked really, really hard on that. And I'm going to go down the right path. Okay, I'm going to go down the wrong path <laughs> just to keep things right, interesting. <laughs> So when you say the right path, you mean like the the three o'clock from when you came yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, okay. the three o'clock one. No, Brad, right. we mean please tell us what the correct pathway is. <laughs> Just let us Oh, change. you want the answer? Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we, go, the way, the correct we go the way that's going to get us to our goal the fastest, and we ignore the way that's like lidden with traps and stuff. Yeah. So sorry, were you both going down the right pathway? Yeah, going down okay. 3 o'clock. We could make decisions to split follow. the party, but I think in a group of three setting, it's probably best to stick close together in case something shoots us. Yeah. Yeah, and it'd be a lot easier to narrate, you know, in stories. Mm. Frustrating for, let's say, somebody to describe if they were, say, saying this story aloud to someone. Exactly. Although I will say, we never shut the fuck up, so it's probably really difficult to narrate when we're all together, too. <laughs> probably. Very funny. true, very true, little squib. <laughs> What's your name? Squid? And then we talk for another half Good. hour. Yeah. Mom? You continue this conversation as you go down the right-hand tunnel. Uh, and just like the first tunnel that you came in from the forest, it is a, a narrow, cramped space that is lined with dirt and held together with pulsating, glowing vines. And after about 100 or so feet, you come to the exit to find a, a another circular room similar to the one you just came from. But... Uh, this room has a very beautiful, dense, vibrant tree right in its center. The The tree has a thick, bushy green crown that is pushing up against the cavern uh, ceiling with a thick, gnarled trunk and several long, crooked branches. Uh, embedded in the trunk, you can all clearly see glowing a small green orb, roughly the size of an apple. Can I um, just ask you a couple of questions? Or can I just like have a investigation on the glowing vines? Okay. Um, just like while we're on our way through the tunnel, like, what do you want? Do you want me to roll something for that? Or, or uh, yeah, make like a that? nature check. Make a yeah nature. Bullshit. D and D beyond that dice didn't even roll. It just dropped onto one number. Which Ten. Was? Oh, okay. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, so you you would know with a 10 that this doesn't seem normal. Hmm. Like, you've never seen that kind of thing before, but you can't explain it. Stay back, guys. These might be Mongolian death worms. Okay, what's the thing that we're dealing with in the room? An apple? Uh, big three. Uh, Satyaka is going to go up to the tray. Can she, I guess, do a nature check? Because she's like, why this big tree grows so huge with no light? Okay, what's your AC? <laughs> oh, God. Um, 16. Yeah, as you approach the tree, one of its branches swings really hard and uh, slams you for 11 bludgeoning damage. Ugh! What the hell? No, no, I not deal with this. And she is going to um, just pull out her hand axe and try and like thwack off the branch that just whacked her. Okay, um, roll initiative, Poppy. Okay. People who know fire spells right now are just sitting there like, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is 12. Okay. Uh, everyone else, I guess, roll as well, just um, to time whatever you end up doing. Cool. Because you're I definitely going to help, right? I got a 20... <laughs> uh, sorry, a 19. Four. <laughs> so, yeah, Tom, you've got the first initiative. So you've just seen um, this tree lash out at Poppy as she approaches, or at um, Saturka as she approaches. Did it look to me like an attack, or did it just look like a branch? Like, hits a, like did it look like a sort of... No, it, it definitely looked like a, a very deliberate swing of a branch. This tree is uh, alive, as you say. I, ch- I charge at it, and I want to, like, just punch the fucking base of the tree as hard as I can. Um, <laughs> I, I want to punch the big glowing orb. That's my goal. I feel I feel okay. like this uh, is the smartest thing to do. Sure. <laughs> Run into uh, and try and punch this tree. Yeah. I want to punch a tree. I don't got any range on me. What am I rolling here? Just attack? Just, just roll on to attack here? No, no, like, scaredy cat rolls? <laughs> All right. Uh, no. Yikes. Uh, well, I got not very good. Um, I got a 12. Okay, you do not manage to punch this tree. Somehow you run in and you have to duck under a branch to try and get to the trunk, and it just throws the trajectory of your punch off. Let me just double check something really quick. I might have another attack. I can't remember if fighters get that at level. I'm pretty sure level 5 I get an extra attack, right? Yeah, I do have an extra attack. So, I got a natural one. The crocodile is not looking as good at fighting as he proposed earlier. As Fate of Ice and listeners know, there is a thing in our world called the Chaos Curse. Uh, not everyone has it by default. They are given it by a pesky chaos demon called the Ziglamel. Um, so at some point in your week of traveling, at a random time, a, uh, an icy blue woman appeared in front of you. And she touched all of you and just said, well, y'all are cursed now, darlings. And then... Bloop, disappeared just and a sweet you, southern bell yeah you would have had a moment of well that was weird uh but now every now and then random weird shit happens to you um so tom you've just rolled in that one so now roll me a d100 please sure can you know that icy blue woman i was sure there was something up with that she was very pretty oh yeah she was she was really 76 but also suspicious suspiciously okay. pretty 76 76 oh okay this is a pretty bland but positive one you regain 10 hit points oh. i have no hit points missing you just, so yeah yeah you miss your attack but you just suddenly feel better <laughs> you feel good for a moment 
Um, it is the tree's turn, and it's going to try and wallop the crocodile who just tried to punch it twice. And failed both times. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a 20, not natural. I'd like to use a reaction if that's okay. Okay, to prevent the damage before I bother rolling it? Yeah, so I'm going to use a spell called Silvery Barbs, um, which is a spell that is granted to me by my Fey Touched Feet. Uh, basically, it imposes disadvantage on you, so you got to take another roll and then use the lowest one. Yep, okay. And then I have the secondary effect as well. Okay, that is a oh, 18. Yeah, that hits. Is the new? Oh well, never mind. <laughs> and what's the secondary effect? If... So I can then I can then choose another creature I can see. Um, the chosen creature has advantage on the next attack, ability check, or saving throw it makes within one minute. Uh, so I'll choose uh, Savetica. Okay. Hello. So what did, you, what did you do to cast that spell, Penny? Um, I threw a. Uh, basically, I just threw caltrops at the tree, and they were silvery. Yes. Okay. Um, so the tree wallops the crocodile for uh, 13 bludgeoning damage. Oof. Okay. Just swings a big, thick branch uh, across you, and it's Poppy's turn. All right. Yeah, I am going to... Oh, I don't have any fire, so I'm just going to slice at the tree, um, just the closest branch. Cool. Just Ooh. slash away. Oh, okay, that's nice. That is a 22, I assume yep, it hits. Yep, that definitely hits it. Thank God. All right, that is... I rolled a one. Um, so four damage. Which <laughs> okay. is highly <laughs> It's going well. And at that, jumping out of the tree and landing right next to you, Poppy, is a very small mushroom-like person. It's about two feet tall with a red uh, mushroom cap for a head, and it immediately starts emitting this array of spores up into the air, and you need to make a con save. Oh, yay. That is... 15. Okay, that's fine. That's a success. So uh, these spores just puff past your face and then dissipate into the air, and with no effect. Um, can I just, oh, I don't know if I can, but can I just pick it up and be like, oh, you're so cute. I take you home. <laughs> Maybe on your turn. <laughs> okay, sweet. Uh, it's Penny now. Um, is the little mushroom creature still like there? Yeah, it's just standing next to Poppy. Uh, I'm going to point at it and be like, Chupacabra, Chupacabra. Uh, and then I'm going to pick up some like stones from the ground uh, and I'm going to write little symbols on them. Um, I'm using a, a bonus action spell called Magic Stone. Um, so basically you can touch one to three pebbles and imbue them with magic. Um, and then I can use those as ammunition for ranged attack rolls and they have extra damage. Is that cool? Yep. Sweet. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and use my sling to uh, to shoot the little mushroom man. Uh, I got a dirty 20. Yeah, that's a, that's a hit. Cool. And then the damage is 1d6 plus 4. So that is 5 damage on the little mushroom man as he gets hit by my magic stone. Nice. Yeah, he just goes like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my voice! No, it's my voice! No, it's my voice. No, okay, who's this? my voice. You're still my voice. <laughs> um, we're back around to the top to Tom. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to start my turn off by being like, I see you are a harder opponent than I expected, tree. You know what I shall do now? Turn big. And I use my uh, my big move from being a rune knight 
don't have that the word for that one written down, but I turn big. I my size changes to large. I deal a d6 extra damage, and I have advantage on strength checks and throws. So I have become much bigger than now. I am. So you, you got to come up with a wrestling name for this. It's like got to be like Godzilla mode or something. So what this is called is it is called crocodile come out of the water. Uh, what about upscaling? <laughs> a funny gag, but crocodile come out of the water is what it has always been. So it is staying that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, do not. Yeah, you can you can stick with the B material. It's fine. <laughs> Brad, upscaling was so good. Listen, Brad, okay, so you when you become. Big. Reptile themed wrestler, you do your own puns, okay? <laughs> yeah, I can pick and then I'll I'll hit the hit the tree? Should I hit the mushroom or the tree? Okay. Probably the tree. Yeah, go tree. tree. Tree's been hitting me. I got a 13 and I got a natural 20. Plus six. Okay. Yep, that's two hits. One was obviously a crit. Cool beans. Alright, so for the non-crit, that's uh, 9 plus 3 damage, so 12. And then for the crit crit, that is 7 plus 4 plus 3, so 14 damage. So Wicked. all up, you do the maths. Okay. Just the, yep, uh, I've done it. This giant dude, this giant dude just... just does two massive wallops punch punch on this tree uh, and the leaves rustle and scrape against the ceiling of the room and um yeah the, the the bark of the tree sort of groans in pain it will not be first time i take down tree that is another wrestler he is treating <laughs> yes yes more important things happening right now more important than my career i think not priorities the tree is going to respond by trying to hit you with a branch yeah good luck i am very big uh and it yep it got a crit so that's well just some nice payback right there yes very true 25 bludgeoning damage as awesome. yeah it just responds directly to your two punches with a massive branch swing that just cracks you in the head <laughs> I just found out I can only use Silvery Bubs once per long rest, so good luck. <laughs> I'm really, really regretting the fact that I didn't take your offer of making my health fully maximum. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> just didn't didn't feel like it. Felt like, Oops. you know what, we'll have some challenge. I don't want things to be unfair. I'm on 6 HP. Okay. Don't that's hold right. back. The crocodile can take Um, it. And Poppy... Yeah, it's Poppy's turn. Um, yeah, your friend is big. He's getting hit by a tree, and there's a tiny mushroom man next to you shooting spores out of his head. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, because I see the crocodile get kind of like doubling over. I go, oh, for God's sake. And I, um, I guess sidestep the mushroom. Do I have to roll anything to get around him? I guess he'll get an opportunity attack, right? Uh, yeah, he will, but it's yeah. negligible. Um, okay. He'll just try and punch you with two tiny little fists. Aww. Uh, that's a 12? Nope. Okay. Yep. Okay. So I go up to our friend the crocodile here. And I'm like, you owe me for this. And I am just going to use... Oh, I guess I can do... Yeah, I'll do cure wounds at second level. Um, so that will be... Um, that will be... 
15 HP. The crocodile appreciates the uh, feeling that you have given him. I love being healed. Yes, you had better. I used all of that time to heal you anyway. Get better, fight The crocodile better. will repay the debt by, I don't know, killing the tree? The mushroom man is going to run on his tiny little legs uh, across the room to the goblin. No! <laughs> and is just going to try and, uh, yeah, punch with tiny little fists. Uh, that is a four. <laughs> My AC is low, but not that low. Okay, and now it's your turn, Penny. You've just got Mushroom Man trying to hit you. I'll be like, right, I am ending this. Uh, and I'm going to light my fingernails on fire just by like using, you know, using matches just yeah. <laughs> and I've got two of my fingernails on fire and then I'm going to uh, shoot my fingernails uh, at the main tree and I'm going to use the spell Scorching Ray. Okay, sweet. Uh, so I'm just checking because I have a couple of bonuses that aren't listed here. So um, pretty sure uh, because of one of my feature oh sorry one of my infusions which is enhanced uncane fo uh, arcane focus i get a plus one bonus to attack spell roll so i get a plus eight instead of a plus seven so i'll use that let's go <laughs> i rolled a two for the first one uh so that's ten ten to hit for the first one yeah nah yeah nah um i'm pretty sure it is a separate roll for each one yeah yeah for each ray yeah so i'll have one more go at that uh, 17 plus 8, uh, so 25 for the yep, second one. Most definitely. Cool, and then I get uh, 2d6 and then plus a d8 for my... Uh, I have a rod that is my arcane firearm, so it adds a little bit of extra damage. So, uh, 7 fire damage, and it just is the bonus to one of the spell's damage rolls, so I guess it's still fire, so an extra 2 fire damage as well. And I'm like, ow, I'm going to have to get new fingernails now. I know a guy. And Tom, we're back around to you punching a tree. Yeah, I think you know exactly. Well, this is what I'm thinking, right? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you're thinking? thinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so out of character. I'm going to hit the tree, hoping that I hit here so that I can grapple it with the hit and then hit it again. Okay, so are you allowed to grapple as a, as a bonus action? I am because of grapple is an attack but action. But I have the tavern brawler feet, so I can take the bonus oh, action nice. to grapple after I hit an attack. Nice. And I got a sixteen, which I'm Wicked. pretty sure hits. Yep, it does. So I'm gonna go for a grapply, grapply. Oh, I forgot that I actually um, take minus three damage if I'm hit by bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage. I'll remember that next time I get hit. <laughs> you ever just like not prepare enough? Um, I roll an athletics check, I believe, for grappling, and you roll against yep. it with acrobatics or athletics to escape uh yes i got myself there a 15 it got a 14 it is grappled all right and i'm gonna so you punch it and then what wrap your arm around its trunk or something yeah i just i just get i put it into a yeah i just <laughs> wrap myself around it wrestling style i guess and do i get i get advantage on the attack roll now yeah make your next make your second attack with advantage yeah thank you very much a natural 20. I'm not going to roll again because I. Well, if I get two nat 20s, uh, then Brad has to give me a kiss. I only got a 10 Aww. for the second one. So. Aww. Can you kiss him anyway? Oh. <laughs> Alright. 
so the first attack, nine damage. And then the second attack, I deal a whopping 21 damage. Whoa. Okay, tell me how that second punch kills the tree. <laughs> I'll wrap myself around it in such a way that I'm like, like I'm facing a really weak point, pull my uh, head back, and then headbutt that weak point as hard as I can and drive my skull through the tree. It'll be one of the little okay. char points where uh, Penny hit with uh, Scorching Ray. Yep. Nice. And, and just smash my head through it and go, oh, uh, sorry, head stuck a little bit now. There we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the bark shatters into um, like hundreds of splinters and like fly across the room and all the beautiful lush greenery in the, the tree's crown immediately like withers and dies within seconds and the leaves just fall and litter the floor of this room and the glowing green orb that's embedded in the trunk just pops out and then like hits the floor with just a, a thud. Is the little mushroom man still alive? Uh, yeah, he turns his head back, like, in the direction of the tree for a second. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say, um, Hey, little chupacabra, we killed your house! Do you want to come with us? Our houses are dead too! Uh, it's still angry. In fact, it looks more angry than before. Uh, can I... It's Poppy's turn. It's not my turn, <laughs> but could I do an intimidation t- check on this mushroom to, uh, get it to join our side? Um... Do it with disadvantage, okay. because it's very enraged. Well, that's good because right I have what advantage you've just done. because we killed on its house. Intimidation yeah. checks because of my frost. Okay, so rune. just cancel your advantage. So, uh, I, I look at the mushroom and I'm like, "Hey, puny mushroom man, you should listen to Goblin Friend. Come with us, or we will crush you and turn you into mushroom soup." I got a uh, how you say, how you say. I got an eighteen. No, I got a eighteen plus. I got a. 18 plus 3, so I got a 21. This mushroom... (laughs) Penny, you notice, somehow, the body language of this mushroom change. And almost as if it sags its shoulders, like it's it's lost its momentum, it's lost its rage, its fire, it's almost as if it, like, sighs. Hang on, guys. Chupacabras sigh when they're exasperated. (laughs) We might be... We might be working with something here. And then it just perks up as if it's standing and facing you, and it's it's close to your height, but slightly shorter, and just goes, ah! I'm going to hug it. It allows it. It's facing Penny. <laughs> yeah, it's facing Penny, and it's being hugged do by Penny, it, and it's your turn, it, Poppy. It, okay, cool. So Sithithka has her hand axe, and she's going to throw it at the, at the mushroom's <laughs> back. <laughs> you have advantage, because your friend is grappling it. Thank <laughs> you! I am hugging it. I'm hugging it. I'm not grappling. The wrestlers all know that grapple and hug are the same thing. Um, that is a 19. That's a hit. Perfect. Alright, come on, baby. This hand axe sails across the room. It does five damage. Tell me how it kills it. (laughs) (laughs) So, it lodges... It has five, exactly. (laughs) It lodges into the mushroom's back. And um, I'm, I'm going to roleplay the mushroom for a little bit. I think he's going to like sink down and be like, ah, in, in Penny's <laughs> arms. And, and uh, Stubbs is going to be like, no, proof that chupacabras exist. Slipping through my fingers again. Okay, let's well, go. Uh, simply put, <laughs> corpse is proof. So carry around with you. We can put <clears throat> in bag if you like. 
I know, but now I have to carry it. And if I could have befriended it, it would have carried itself. Wait, hold on. I, I can carry it. I'm very big right now. Uh, I'm big for the next... Uh, how long it been since I turned big? Let's say the next uh, 45 seconds, probably. So I can carry it for 45 yep. and, um... seconds, and then I'll have to drop it. <laughs> so Therka is just going to go over, pick up the mushroom's corpse, and put it in her bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, and recover your hand axe, I assume. Uh, yes, for sure. No, that's Diana. Now that the tree is dead, is there anything else interesting in this room? Uh, yeah, only the all the dead leaves that are littering the floor and the orb that fell out of the trunk. I'm going to check out that orb. I'm going to check out the leaves. Are they edible? Uh, is it... Sorry, I'm joking. Sure, why not? They're just, Ignore me. they're just dead leaves. Penny, the orb is just a small glowing green sphere. Um, roughly the size of an apple, and yeah, examining it, you feel it—it it could possibly be uh, about the about the right size to fit into that mural. Okay, you guys, I think this orb. Do you remember on day five when we found that guy that was really obsessed with orbs? Yeah, he was very annoyed. Yes. Yeah, we should take it back to him and see what he'll give it for. What he'll give us if we sell him this. I think he'll just give us headache. I think we can probably use he'll this. He'll give us headache. Like. Headache. Headache. Yes. Um, I'm sure we can find asexual partner for you, my asexual friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but until then, I'm sure it fit, you know, mural. It, that oh, like right. I head. didn't think of that. Yeah, that's a good idea, too. Let's yes. try that first. Wow, I have good. All right. Let's go put it in, yeah? Yes, I, I could go. Uh, anything else in this room? Any other exits? Uh, no, only the one you came in. I'm going to pop. Cool. I'm going to. I don't have pockets because I'm a wrestler. Um. I'm just gonna carry a, a bit of the leaves in my hands for uh, to like pocket sand, but leaves. Um, so I guess we'll head back to the the original, mm -hmm. the first chamber. Yep. Man, that was a lot of role play. I'm there is something truly special about DMing for a group of players who do all the work. Like, I had to do nothing there. So thanks for that. Uh, and also thanks to our awesome supporters over on Patreon. Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin and James Blyster, Sarge Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamata, Sam Malcolm, Kydron Faust, Lauren Flake, Kai Diala, Brianna Kabelsic, Kevin Swift, Ben Edwards, Victorian Gavin Porter, Daniel Nichols, The Bachelor, Katarina Von Palimpsit, Squish the Guy Who Doesn't Talk on an Audio Podcast, Alexandra Lickkides, Andrew Evans, Danny Holman, Kevin Carver, Dakota Shemansky, Damon Le Breton, Andrew M. Sharongas from Twizel, Jared from the Indie Film Review, Jamie Phillips, Ezekiel Tabarelli, The Gamatron, Christian H., Dusty from Gamers ADHD, Player One, Disturbed One NZ, Linden Hood and Tom Ailey. Alrighty, everybody, that is it for this episode. We will see you again next time for the conclusion to this mini story. Will these strange heroes succeed in finding the green dragon that destroyed their home and exacting their revenge? Find out soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>